Shalom. Hello. Uh, for you guys who maybe don't know Hebrew, Shalom means hello. So, or no, actually doesn't mean hello. It's peace, but it's a form of greeting. I mean, yeah. Or salutations and goodbye. As you know, people saying peace or people say salam or assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you. Um, so, yes. So, the interesting thing I thought should, I should talk about is, since right now, it seems to be trending, and I feel like God was telling me to do this anyways, the Holy Spirit, um, but mythical creatures. So, it has come, timely, that we're talking about colorism with mythical creatures. Now, a lot of people fail to realize or don't know, because I knew this because I learned the hard way about the supernatural realm with mythical creatures and then demons <laughs> that were masquerading as... Um, benevolent spirit shall we say and the thing is there's a i'll get i'm getting ahead of myself so little mermaid was made um from hans christian anderson and he's a dutch author and so the thing is he's the author of a lot of kid things and um by kid things i mean a lot of kid like fairy tales he wrote what was it when i say the popper and the pea the emperor's news clothes um there's some others. I think the Nightingale. I can't recall offhand, but all of them had like some type of moral of the story. So with his, I think his was kind of a feminist thing in talking about that, you know, um, she, this mermaid, this woman, she wanted this man who was so far out of her reach and she sold her soul to get him only to figure out a man wasn't enough of what she needed and what she was desiring outside of herself. And she is rewarded for her good virtue for not killing the prince if you read the real story um she sells her i think in some really rough versions she the witch cuts out her tongue so she cannot sing so it's kind of been adapted and bastardized by brothers grimm brothers grimm has some very very disturbing um origins for their stories uh, East Cinderella, I think they're saying, comes from a Chinese folktale initially. And the stepsisters, their heels are cut off, like, into the woods to fit in the shoe. Not only that, but, like, as revenge, the birds peck out the stepsisters' eyes. They peck them blind as revenge to being mean to Cinderella. And so, also, they said, like, Sleeping Beauty, the initial story was that the king, she was asleep. This king or prince basically raped her. And she had children, and eventually she came back to, you know, consciousness. And I think the queen was so angry, she tried to, I think, cook the children or stew. It's some really sick, sadistic, twisted stuff. And so just know that's where the origin of it. Origin of it, it wasn't meant to be happy and playful and benign for children. It was meant to be a warning of strangers in danger. If you've seen the movies, Brother Grimm, that's some trippy, messed up stuff, man. Some sick, twisted, disturbing, um, trippy stuff, man. Because that story kind of is a take on that these brothers are trying to collect these folk stories from these different places. And so they take advantage of these small people, small town people who don't know better. And they pretend, oh, there's a witch and we, you know, they got this bounty for saying that, oh, we slayed the witch. When they come upon this town that actually has some demonic um, tie and there's some vampiristic demonic queen who's been sustained by some spirits for thousands of years, who's very selfish and vain and beautiful and was trying to take the blood of young um, princesses who were being put in coffins like a sacrifice. Mind you, vampires, the origin comes from demons that would suck the blood of people and also have sex with them. Now, um, I believe it was in in the book of Genesis where it was talking about Noah 
and there's books on this. So what they call Nephilim or the Babylonians called Anunnaki. And there have been people who came on the show called um, Sid Roth Supernatural. Now, me, I have my personal things with him because the thing is, he's kind of a Republican and he's pro-Israel. And right now he's kind of he was kissing Trump's butt because basically pro-Israel, you know, Trump was going to do these things for Israeli people. And he's I forgot what branch oh he's the yiddish branch so i forgot what that branch is called but there's like i think um four or five odd different branches there's the beta ones in ethiopia which probably more than likely descended somewhat from like zipporah and moses and then you have those who appropriated it um in europe because anybody can take on a faith system it's not a racial thing the people that are being basically persecuted were the ones who I think were more so the Yiddish ones, like the um, Hasidic and, I would say, um, Hethardic um, Jews, Jewish people. But yes, so now back to the spirits. So there's a scripture, and look this up on BibleGateway.com. It talks about the sons of men. In some contexts, the sons of men, or sons of heaven they're talking about, aren't humans. And the thing is, you need to realize there's translations from Greek to Hebrew, and so some words in their context mean different things. Words can have, basically, we know this about synonyms and they're multidimensional. And especially if you talk about the Hebrew language, it's a four-dimensional thing, a language itself. And so I think there's the action, there's the sound of pronunciation that makes a difference. And then there's like the action with it and the meaning. And so, um, you know, more um, deeper, like, you know, hieroglyphs or other things versus other languages, not so much not so many dimensions. Anyways, it talks about the sons of heaven or sons of God, rather. And these aren't talking about humans because at this point, humans did not have the relationship with God like they used to. Um, Adam and Eve had sinned and it was talking about how they were getting further and further from God actually at this point. And so there's this book I read and I forgot what it was, but it was talking about giants and Nephilim and the Bible Essentially, you could find different books of this on Amazon anywhere. And so basically what it deals with is it deals with apocryphal texts. Some you have Jewish texts that aren't actually texts um, supposedly written by prophets and apostles and people who were God inspired or the Holy Spirit were to them to write a book or text. There are different people who perceive this differently for the Christian faith. But it's my understanding, bottom line, it's God inspired. That's all you need to know. Now, in Judaism, I looked this up. They have some extra books that are more like literature than it is about actually what they believe is record. Because the Bible, not all of it is meant to be applied. Some of it is just record of things that happen, like people getting raped and stuff and then having to marry the person. That's not a thing that should happen now. That's just the Jewish um, mis- Middle Eastern culture then. That was their Israeli base. They came from Canaan, actually. So that's modern day Jordan, if you look it up. And then they went back to Canaan after the promised land. So God sent them back to the land of their ancestors some 400 years later. And there are people who had taken up the land and they had to go and um, fight the people for their land. And at that time, the reason was, was because God did not have this um, very close relationship with human beings. As far as God was concerned, these other people did not belong to him. They belonged to Satan because they worshiped these other gods. You know, in God's book, he loves and he wants everyone to partner with him and be his child. But in the Christian lens, there's no good, there's no demilitarized zone. You're either for Satan or you're you're for God or you're for Satan. There's no middle ground. So if you're not with God, by nature, you're against him. He makes that very clear in a scripture. I forgot. So according to him, he's like, these people have become their evilness. And therefore, if you don't kill them off, 
you're, they're going to basically infiltrate you and you're going to learn to their ways. There's times they obeyed and times they did it and they intermarried. And as the result, they went away from God and did very, very terrible things like sacrificing their children like the people who around them did. Very, very evil things they did because they did not want because they basically thought they were cute. And oh, yeah, um, Esther or that's just a Persian name. And so. Persians by day ran. That's just an example. Oh, so and so over there, she's cute. This is how you got basically people who are Samaritans. They're basically being racist against. They. It's like it'd be the equivalent of black and white people procreating now. So Babylon takes over, um, basically Judea slash Jerusalem, which has split in half because that was a whole other thing. Because one half wanted to still follow God, and another half wanted to be on their own wicked stuff. And so what happened was God had sent a prophet, Jeremiah, to, he used to call the weeping prophet because he had constant bad tidings and people were not happy with him. And it was not a fun job, but he was to warn them what was coming and they did not listen. And as a result, some of them got taken to captivity. So you have, you know, the story of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These were erudite noblemen who were taken basically for their skills, kind of like how we have slavery in the U.S. today. And so, mind you, these things that are happening in history, the reason that it cycles is because the Word of God says there um, we wrestle not with flesh and blood principality. So that means that, okay, what people call dimensions are different realms, supernaturally. When people say they're accessing different dimensions, to an extent that's true through the universalists, um, what do you would call it, through their dialogue, semantics, their diction, that's what they would coin a um, dimension. But what God coins it as is just basically a different realm. So like heaven and hell, they're realms that God controls. And so I believe Eden and earth, many believe that it was a realm connected with heaven and earth. And once um, mankind messed up, he actually in the scripture says, how about we just make sure they leave so they don't eat this other fruit too? Because clearly I wanted them to choose better and they just chose they weren't going to do it. So we don't want them to make things worse. So it's just best that we have them only on earth and have it disconnected. And this is interesting because in the book of Revelations, it says God will make this right. And what will happen will be that at the end of the tribulation and all the stuff in Revelations, when God has his people who've chosen him, and mind you, Jehovah is um, Jehovah Rapha is a merciful God. He wants everyone to choose him, but he gives you the right not to choose his way because that's your prerogative. Because he doesn't want somebody who's a slave without a conscience of their own. He wants you to knowingly want him and choose him. Who wants to be in a relationship where someone's forced to be nice or good to you? It's not real otherwise. So the thing of it is, is that um, it says that heaven and earth will join and God will rule on Mount Zion. And this will be eternity. And people who haven't chosen God. And it says that there will be people who like have been tortured. And they still will just because they're so infused with evil and what Satan wants and they become that so much with those dark spirits in them, they will resist God and they'll say no, even though they know he is the true God. They just will have issues with God and will choose being separated from God and in hell and in constant torment, which is a big mistake because hell is like the worst prison you could ever be. It's just giant prison. It's a place of torment and torture for basically all your bad deeds. And it's the worst place in existence it really is the devil himself was meant to be sent there and it was just supposed to be for him not humans we were never meant for it but then when he got us to mess up then it was a viable he knew it was a viable opportunity and this is kind of like um we see wonder woman if you see the new one you a lot of people don't realize the stuff they're talking about in these films are spiritual they have pagan gods 
different things, talking about going to the ancestors and supernatural realms like in Black Panther and Wonder Woman, the god Ares, it was basically Lucifer. So what happened was, according to that storyline, Lucifer did not like how... Well, first of all, Lucifer threw a failed coup d'etat because he got really proud and arrogant, wanted to kill God and take over his throne. So, okay. So what happens is that God flexed him, knocked him and all the people he convinced, angels to convince, rally around him out of heaven. And he, they got salty because then they got knocked to Eden, which is the realm connected with heaven and earth. So some people thought Eden was in Africa. And I think to an extent it was, but it was like a connection. Because the thing of it is, the oldest bones are found in Africa. And even before Christianity came to the West, it was in the East. Look at the places in the Bible. So like Judea, Persia, Babylon, these are all the Middle East and like parts of Africa. Africa used to be called Kush before it got taken over by Scorpio Africanus, this Roman emperor, which by the way, the Romans were basically the first main European colonizer of the ancient like BC and AD times and they're real jerks. They're evil, sadistic jerks. So um, yeah, what happened was bottom line, um, like you can see in South Africa, Zulu means heaven. So they had a concept of heaven, but all these people had basically dispersed. And in the book of Noah, it talks about people falling further and further away from God instead of having sacrifices and trying to have a communication with him. They go into making their own gods killing each other, sacrificing people, which they unknowingly did to demons. Because the thing of it is, you're either for God or against God, like I said, right? So if you are not worshiping something or sacrificing something to God, you're sacrificing it to Satan, unknowingly, straight up. Test this, I guarantee you. I have learned the hard way by dabbling in things and then having to basically let go of it. And I knew Jehovah was the only spirit that would that promised to always be for me and to never turn against me to you know basically destroy me and I went through being into like some new age music and stuff and listening to incantations which is dangerous by the way because you have no idea what they're speaking over you or maybe if it's like a spell or or cursing because Christians can speak words into action and it will come so it will become so this is a powerful thing that's how God started the earth so this is possible now so what happened was that you know I was into Enya music and it was soothing because some of her music, it was like, oh, it was fun, adventurous. And some of it was soothing and I didn't realize. And I felt like a, in learning, a leaning in my spirit, the Holy Ghost was showing me, oh, this sounds like they're doing some type of ritual or thing or some type of spiritual thing is happening. And I was picturing it with God, but it wasn't for God. And then I looked at the lyrics. So one of her songs, Flora's Secret, I realized she's talking about a pagan goddess and basically these people having an orgy out and evoking the pagan goddess, I looked more into New Ageism and I realized, oh, this is harmful. This isn't harmless. If you worship anything, there's a scripture that says you should not worship anything in the earth above, I mean, the earth, heaven above or beneath that is not Jehovah. And so this is very concrete. And so not religious shaming. People have the right to try to find the truth of God and test and see, you know, who is the right one that happened in the bible all the time like with this face-off between um the prophet elijah i want to say yeah, elijah and this wicked queen jezebel who they're um worshiping a god baal and ashtoreth which is a principality two demons and it was like a female and a male one and what happened is that by the way humans don't become angels we are different entities angels do not have god's ruach which is his breath of god 
We are exclusively the only beings that had that. We were made special. That's why Lucifer didn't like us and he wanted to jack up our situation. Um, just like Aries, he got t- PO'd at um, the creation of man. And so he sought to corrupt them. And then there's this whole fallout in heaven. Yeah, that was Lucifer. And Lucifer likes to imprint thoughts of evil in people and whatnot. And um, what was I would say? Um, Diana, she kind of represents Christians. We have all these supernatural giftings. Every person that ever is or was or will be has a supernatural gifting designed while they're in the womb, specifically by God. So even if they die, which this has been revealed to me by people who have actually seen heaven or who've seen like apparition of someone who is they're a baby, but they're older for God to allow them to see it. They actually grow up in heaven. They don't just stay there, these pitiful babies. God actually raises them. They're different people. Jesse Duplantis, um, Earthquake Cully, and other people said they saw that God was basically raising the kids there and that they were killed by different things in the world because there is evil in the world. And, you know, and they were, it upset God, but he still forgives people for not knowing better. And for, he was talking about that, Earth Kel- Earthquake Kelly, was that there are people who went to people who didn't know better or people who knew what God likes. Now, I'm not trying to shame anyone. I believe that a broken person should be forgiven for being a broken person and not knowing better. While I do think life is sacred, I mean, there's so many things that we could do to offend God. According to the Old Testament, you break once and you break them all. But the grace of Jesus covers us. So that way we can go before God without condemnation. Romans 8 says, there is therefore no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. And that's not a license to sin, but a license to come to God and know that we can try to ask him to be better and to know that we are still worthy and he still wants us. He still, he will always want you. That is Jehovah because he sees you as his child and his companion. He will always want you. He will never, ever forget about you. Even when you're not thinking about him, it was always his desire that you would say yes to him. And the thing is, so many people just don't know the offer Jehovah offers. Lucifer, he may offer magic and the ability to curse, but the thing is, his fate, his fate is set. You do not try to kill and overthrow Jehovah. That's the ultimate blasphemy, by the way. And so um, also that and the unforgivable sin is knowingly blaspheming the Holy Ghost um, by saying, oh, this is of Satan. And so that doesn't mean like the Pharisees, they didn't know better. Well, actually, no. I feel like God said they did know better and they wanted their power anyways. But there are some people who like Christian wise, they've been led astray and they don't know any better. And they're forgiven for that because they don't know the difference. They've never been taught. Their shepherds, um, their leaders, their teachers didn't do what they're supposed to do and decided actually to take over God's church like the Pharisees and run it how they saw fit rather than working with God to how it's supposed to be ran. And this is why we see a lot of jacked upness, not enough miracles happening and stuff because human beings... We have to tap into the Holy Ghost. We have to tap into it. And so we have to gauge him. And you can. And so then this is bringing me to the whole thing with the mythical creatures. So now the thing you need to know is that there are historically speaking, just throughout time, these different creatures, there's alignments of different creatures that basically come from spirits. So like I told you, vampires the the um, origin of that were these demons or succubus or um, incubus succubus which that's still a thing where people engage in the supernatural realm and they see a demon that um, presents itself as a sexual partner to this person and it'll convince them oh yeah come to the supernatural and be with me my beloved there's a book called um, 
this present darkness and piercing the darkness and um yeah deals with that this young woman she lost her sister to that because she had gotten involved with these weird supernatural things and people didn't know the spirits for what they really are spirits demonic spirits can do that to you so god he can show you some uh angel in like a human form whichever is more palpable to you because in our body form it may be too much but if we to our spirit like we're not in our bodies we're just in our soul it might be more palatable for us and easier for us to accept but our body has limits because of what adam and eve did their bodies were perfect before they messed up and it just literally ruined everything because they broke one of his laws messing up the relationship i mean if you break up the rules of someone's house that relationship isn't gonna be good by none it wasn't a whole ego trip. It was just the fact that they messed up and now they had to give sacrifices to say, oh, I'm sorry for that, by the way, to atone. That's the term. Atone means to basically make up for or to have penance, you know, to cover every wrong thing you've done to clean the slate. Now, so I've noticed through my study, okay, in um, Ireland, they claimed that there are stories of different people seeing different dancing sprites or dancing things with playing music or they danced around, they played for them and different things. And then this man, supposedly legend, came back home years later and um, and somebody had married his wife and etc. And they called them Kinley Folk and there were different spirits in the woods. Mind you, demons do like to hide in the woods. Angels can come in the woods wherever people invite them, but people can also invite demons to the woods. And we're a key portion of this because we are body, spirit, and um, soul. We are extraordinary beings in that we can be vessels for spirits. We can be vessels for things of God or things of the devil. And while animals, they can be vessels because in the book of Bible, there's a thing where Jesus casted out these demons out of this man. They're making him be violent and he was cutting himself, which I'll get to in a minute, which is why we're not supposed to offer our human blood to any type of God. Um, They're doing this. And what happened was just that. um, So, yeah, they're cutting themselves. He was cutting himself and he was going into the graveyard. My aunt once said that she went past the graveyard. Different people have said this. And they knew God was protecting them because there are demons basically lying in wait. Somebody must have done some ritual and they're lying in wait to possess someone. And sometimes you don't feel or know possession when it happens, honestly. Sometimes they show it as this, oh, we feel this force. Other times it's just a matter of same presents an idea. You agree with it. You think it over. And then because you have said yes to something of him, you have legally given that something a right. It's like a legal system. And so you invite his stuff there. He has a right to be there now. So the only way to get rid of that and to get from being accursed isn't to bless people. It's to go to Jehovah, repent, say you'll never do this again, basically. Turn from that. And Jehovah, who has twice as many angels as Lucifer has demons, well, then he got your back. But the best, the most powerful thing you could be is a Christian. A lot of people don't realize that are a follower of Jesus because Jehovah will allow you to access your spiritual giftings. And some people, you have different giftings. Some people, they're evangelists where they're really good at sharing. It says everyone should be able to prophesy according to the, um, according to prophecies in the Bible about the last days when Christ is returning. And many people, including myself, believe Christ is returning maybe within the next few generations. This is the thing you need to know. The supernatural realm is ramping things up. So if they're stepping it up, that means that Christ is coming back soon and Satan knows he has very little time. 
So the reason why a lot of people are just dying and being claimed by hate is because Lucifer wants to take as many people to hell with him. He's a sore loser and he wants people to be misery, miserable with him. And so what happened was, is basically, um, it's just basically, so that happened. And, and also God and Christians, Jesus is actually going to people. They're Muslims who are saying, have you seen the man in white? Meaning his white aura, his light. Not necessarily his garment, but just like they, people who said they've seen him, his eyes were deep and full of love. They don't talk about the color. They talk about them being deep with love. And people in my family have said they've seen visions of Christ too, and others too. And so the thing is, he wants everyone to make it. So he, Jesus will physically come to you so you can know he's real. Cause he, or you know what else he, has been happening? Jehovah has been letting people come back from the realm of the dead to warn others and get a second chance. There are many people who have done this, or he's let pastors see the realm of the dead and of heaven to warn everybody who will listen. And so really it's not over until Jehovah says it's over, until God says it's over, because he, Satan doesn't control the realm of hell. Jehovah does. All the power is through him. And if you want to get through Jesus, or you want to get to God, you got to go through Jesus, kind of like what um, Nina Simone said in her Obey Woman song. Is that if you want to get to Satan, you have to get through me. You don't want to go to Satan, by the way. Lucifer has very high prices. He's like Little Mermaid with the witch doctor or the sea witch. She basically demanded her soul in the original one. She demanded her soul. So yeah, the devil is a liar. It was a witch demanding souls. Satan was demanding this woman's soul so she could go with this dude. And then her father basically in the Disney version sells his soul to save his daughter which is kind of like um kind of like god or jesus and actually if you look at hercules it has a jesus archetype you have this person who was sent from the heavens and he's among humans and he doesn't exactly fit in supposedly we don't see much about jesus's um, childhood because i feel like maybe it's not that important except for key parts to show that he was fulfilling prophecies that said identify he be the one and so, you know, some part is just filler in the Bible that they don't show for different reasons. So like people getting raped or stuff like that and what happened to them, we don't hear, oh, and they healed and God healed them and they were able to accept and live on because it's not as important to the narrative as much as the lesson you learn from it and other things. So that being said, what happens is so in Hercules, you have this evil God or evil being controlling the Roman realm like Lucifer. And what happens is um, Hercules, we're like Megara. He falls in love with this mortal woman and he wants to rejoin back in heaven. But like Jesus ascended. But the thing is, he realized that he couldn't let her die because Lucifer basically had her soul and he was going to take her down. He took her down with him. So he was willing to go in her place. He said, take my life instead. And he defeated death, just like Jesus did, because he was so selfless and the power of his selfless love radiated as his right and his true identity as God's son, just like in Christ, where Christ um, resurrected from the tomb. And he basically defeated the devil in his own realm and took the power of hell, death and the grave from him. And so while that happened, there's this compartment mentioned in the Bible in the Old Testament called Abraham's bosom. Or, you know, the realm of the dead. So it was kind of like a paradise before people can go to heaven. It was a holding place, which was another realm that God basically said there's no use for because his son 
um, has basically become the ladder to coming back to God's realm so we could go with him when we die. There are only a few people who God has taken and there are no more. There's Enoch, there's Elisha, where God came with the chariot of fire. And so I'm not sure why Jehovah does this. This is kind of his business. But I think maybe it's because, well, in the word of God, it says that when we go to heaven, which we don't stay there, that's not the final destination, heaven and earth rejoining again, like it was supposed to be in the first place is. So this being said, so it says that our bodies are the last final sign of our sin nature because that was the first thing to get messed up. Adam and Eve realized they were naked and they realized they were no longer good with Jehovah and holy and blameless. They realized there was something shameful to be of their bodies. They realized their truth were the shame, the same, and they realized they knew things about good and evil, like they didn't. They were innocent before, so now they're all aware of themselves, and it's disturbing. And then now the animals they played with and got to watch over, God had to make clothes for them of that, and that was disturbing for them. So then it got bad from bad to worse. Their son murders his other brother. This is the first murder, and it's the first family. There's a lot of dysfunctional families. You have people marrying each other's sisters and them, people killing each other, swindling each other, and God can still do great things with them. Not to say that what they do is good, but something good could happen out of anybody who just is willing to believe in a cause. In the name of humanity, but in the name of God also, too, either or. So now, back to mythological creatures. So if you look at Greek mythology, which I learned this the hard way, so a lot of people say that it's tied to a Jezebel spirit. And it's coined this because you see in the Old Testament. Now, remember how I was talking about Elijah and um, Jezebel, the prophets of Baal? So she was this really sexual controlling evil wicked woman who was violent and who basically was ruling over her husband she was calling the shots not that that is bad having a feminist woman but she would use her sexuality to control people and she was very very evil very evil she had a man put to death because her husband wanted his vineyard an innocent man and then, you know, they were basically having orgies to Baal and Ashtoreth because those are principalities. There's a book, um, this minister, Petty Putman, or Robert Putman, check him out. He's at the Vineyard Church Urbana. Just go online, look them up. There's this book in one of his sermons. He talks about this book talking about all the principalities by different names and their characteristics. And so people don't realize this, like the Midsummer's Night's Dream coming out where they're doing the little, um, they're running around with the little um, ribbons and the things. It seems benign, but those are called Ashtoreth poles. And Ashtoreth and Baal, there's like this book my mom has called Bible Dictionary, and it talks about these different deities of these idols, which by the way, I learned the hard way. Idols do, they can't absorb spirits. Spirits, spirits is, um, you know, beings that are translucent can go through things. They can take up resident in things, especially if something has been part of a ritual. So voodoo dolls and other things that act with possession, they can possess something that's inanimate, like Annabelle, the movie, which is why that's very disturbing. It's a doll with demons in it, basically causing demonic things to happen. No. And you need to be careful because the word of God says the eyes, the ways of the gates to the soul. So that means one, you can see what's in a person, but it's also twofold. You can actually receive something of Satan and then now you're horrified. Fear is Satan's powerful weapon. It's the opposite of faith. You have to believe and have faith in God. But if you're fearful, that's his realm because it's opposite. And so he gets more power 
from you being afraid. So this is why he likes scaring people and coming to them scarily and all things and trying to scare them into fearing him. That's what he does. Instead of seeing him for what he really is, he's much less than Jehovah. Jehovah flexed him out of heaven and he has twice as many angels. And by the way, those angels, your guard angels, could have your back. Straight up. You just need to ask for them. There's so many angels just out there unemployed because humans don't know to just tag them in. You can tag them in at any time. You just have to ask. And the word of God says you have not because you ask not. Now, in the context of that, he was talking about maybe faith or something. But some things in the Bible, they still serve a purpose in different contexts. That's the thing about the Bible. The Bible is richly, uniquely written. As some of the scriptures, it can be used in its proper context of the same thing, even if it's a different situation. For example, if I say, like, there's a proverb where they say, where the oxen, there's oxen, there's poo. But, you know, there's these benefits to the ox that could be, oh, this relationship, whenever you have human beings or a significant other, there's going to be poopy times. But there's still good things to the benefit of the relationship or friends or government, anything. That's still a relevant term. Basically saying when you have this type of being, expect this type of mess. Like roll the dogs, expect the fleas, um, mess with the bull, get the horns, that type of thing. It can still be applicable because it's a proverb and it has wisdom. Then you have books that are just keeping record of how these people lived in camps and how they had to keep clean so they had really weird laws to prevent disease because they didn't know about disease and same with animals and certain things they weren't able to eat certain meats until god gave um paul i believe his apostle paul or either peter this vision of saying he could they could eat things now and he was like god this is unclean and god upset and he's like hey i said this is clean don't back talk me don't call what i called clean dirty and also, you're not supposed to bless what God curses, nor um, curse what he blesses. There's a story, I think I want to say it was Balak or Balaam, where um, he was sent from this kingdom to curse them and all um, curse God's people. And all he could do whenever he got there, the spirit of God compelled him to bless them. And I want to say it may be also Balaam's donkey. I could be mixing up the two. But there's a point where the donkey kept on putting his foot into the wall of the cave and he get up kept getting upset and kind of rebuking and hitting the donkey and finally god allowed it to speak because jehovah can allow animals to be animated and animate just like how the angels shut the mouths of um, daniel the lion's den don't go in there testing jehovah by the way the word of god says to not put him to the test and that's what jesus said to satan when he said if you are truly the son of god Throw yourself down because it says the angels will catch you. And he misses you. He will basically twist scripture. Just know this about Lucifer. He is the father of lies. If something, he'll give you part of a truth that's not completely whole. And in God's book, that's a lie. That's good as a lie to know that about you. Even though he knows the truth, he's a deceiver because he wants a lot of people to lose with him because he's a sore loser. And that's who he is. He's pathetic. No sympathy for him. So basically, um, yeah. And so that's what happened. And so now getting back to, um, let's talk about the supernatural. So, okay, again. So mermaids, they came from the idea of the Greek god Poseidon. Remember how I told you anything that is not Jehovah is considered basically of Satan according to the scripture of lens, um, scripture lens. And look at how these people worship these beings. People sacrificed animals. And there's a point in the Bible where people were so far from God, this man, he was doing like pagan sacrifices. And he said, the first thing that comes out of my house, I'll sacrifice. And he sacrificed his daughter. And the daughter said, you know, I will out of, she wanted to obey God and she wanted to live right. 
and um, basically because there's a prophet that came in and God's leader and he was trying to show them what was right and she didn't want to disobey her father she believed she was honoring him so she said all right daddy I will do what you say and I will willingly die which there's a there's a um, time where Jehovah puts he makes someone okay so Abraham one of the main patriarchs of Christianity, he tests him by seeing if he would love him more than the thing he gave him. And so he waited 40 years for Isaac, and he was a really old man. He was in his hundreds. And so God said to offer him as a sacrifice, and he trusted God enough that thinking, okay, maybe Jehovah will give him back his life. But as soon as he was about to do that, the angel of the Lord told him to stop, and he sent a ram. And this is in, is, um, this is in Islam. Now, Muslims come from the other child that Abraham had, which is Ishmael. He was the firstborn, and God honored that and said, since he's your son, I will let him have another nation. But he was talking about applying that he would basically be a man of war. They would have issues with each other because of, look at the situation. So his wife presents the idea of her basically coercively, practically raping this young woman who's her slave, Egyptian. She didn't get to say no this younger Egyptian woman that he got to have sex with, this dude who's in his hundreds. And he didn't say, no, that's a bad idea. He was like, okay, let's go for this. We want a child. Instead of saying, oh, well, let's see if God will give us one. And then God visits them and says, oh, yeah, you'll have a child. And so um, uh, people present it differently. But in the scripture, it says that um, she had he had sex with this woman first, and he ended up being the firstborn, which is true either way. It's presented. And so what happened was that they decide to make their own idea and that created problems because then Hagar got full of herself because in their culture she had more status than his wife because she begat a son. If you beget a son, you're pretty much set inheritance-wise and with your husband's money because women really didn't get to have their own money then. They were supposed to be caretakers, etc., wives, or they're prostitutes, and etc. There's very little, um, or care- yeah, there's very little trade for them back then they had to get married so they wouldn't be basically a financial burden onto their father their parents anymore who are struggling to make it as farmers these common people and you see that in nativity where um yeah some people portray it as mary was made betrothed to joseph that she didn't know and some people portray it like they knew each other and they're getting married but bottom line, they had to get married younger so that way they can no longer be a burden on their family and they had these skills already demanded of them as a wife, which wasn't much, saying much, and then they could give birth. So yeah, so it was easy. As soon as you had your period, you were good to go. So yes, that is the deal with that. Um, Now, and actually Jesus, he is then the fulfillment we see in the Old Testament where God demands a son. He offers his own son. So when God made, it says for thousands of years before God made earth, the spirit of the Lord hovered above the earth. And it talks about the firmament. And people believe it was like this layer of moisture that was in the earth, maybe with the ozone now, which they're saying they had issues. And then when the first flood happened, there was rain that happened for 40 days. So some people hypothesize that that's what it is. Some people believe that the flood caused the Grand Canyon because of how the water has weathered away. At the rock science and christianity don't have to be opposing actually they go together and um, a lot of christian scientists there's a lot of scientists who are christian not this christian scientist where oh you don't feel pain no that's not what that is they actually were christian and i believe god allowed them to have um, knowledge to go and to understand the world they're living in so they could help people 
And then they had the Renaissance where God would allow them to have the knowledge to basically try to get better from illness and fix things for their world. And so the more they sought him out for knowledge to help their world on the earth. So that happens. And so God offers his own son and the ex does not stop. Jesus does die. Like Hercules, he does offer himself after fighting off Lucifer, trying to cause trouble with heaven, just like Hercules did when he went back to Olympus. And so there's that. Um, There's a number of different things. But yeah, so with like, especially the Irish and just some of their creatures, like the Selkies, which were these, I used to be really wrapped up into them until I realized, oh, shoot. These are probably some spirits people were seeing because if all these people through across thousands of thousands of years were talking about these creatures, they probably saw some type of spiritual creature that um, manifested or appeared. Spirits can choose how, like I said, how to appear to you. So they probably saw something that looked benign, but it led them to their death. That's exactly that's Lucifer all over. I'm just sorry. Trying to lure people to their death, like you see that in the Iliad with um, Odysseus and these sirens who are supposedly like these beautiful women, but they had bird-like feet. Or like, even if you've seen Beowulf, that's basically the Beowulf's, um, what's his name? Grenno's mother. She was like this demonic, like lascivious creature being who looks beautiful. And she convinced him to have sex with her and she created basically this other demon monster thing. After killing Grendel, that um, Beowulf begat, and it was causing and wreaking havoc. So yeah, she was a succubus. So she was operating like a um, what do you call it, like a siren, and they would lure men to their deaths, or they would like an like a succubus lure them, kind of take their blood and their semen, and then create these creatures, just like how in the days of Noah, the Bible says that these angels who fell from heaven fell on our realm. Don't know how they were able to, but some kind of way they embodied themselves enough for women to have sex with them. And then they gave birth to giants. They believe that Goliath in the Bible, who David fought, which was a Philistine, he was since he was nine foot tall and he was of a certain size. Human beings aren't that tall anymore like that. So it's implying that people believe they had six, an extra finger, extra toe and all these deformities and oddities because they forged they merged human and with giants. A lot of people believe that part of why God caused the flood was not only because humans are being evil, but also that these beings, the Nephilim, which is what they call them, the offs, they are basically the fallen angels that were sleeping with and creating these different beings, they were going to infect the line of Christ, which think about it. So the line of Christ comes through you know, David and Ruth and all these people that God um, allows to be in the family leading up to Christ, the city of David. And there's so many prophets in books of Isaiah and Daniel. They prophesy some things that'll happen in our age now that are happening and some things that were supposed to happen with Jehovah. So the thing about prophecy is it can be nonlinear. It could be something that happened in the past that God wants to, you to heal from. It could be something that's happening now in your life, like something he wants to help heal you from, or something that's going to happen. It's not, oh, not like a psychic, like, oh, I see this in your future. I see a bunch of money. That's not how prophecy works. Jehovah is not in the business of just getting power just so people can do magic tricks or what people throw off as magic tricks. It's to help people and to help magnify his kingdom. So he's not going to just give you power just to lord over people because that's not how he does. And he doesn't do things just for people's amusement. He does do miracles to show people what they could be and, you know, the potential of what they could partner with. 
but it's not just to entertain. There are pastors who basically are in showmanship and entertain because they want more people in their chairs and they get all people all rubbed up in emotionalism and stuff. And people may be sincere, but they're being led astray. And I feel like so many of the pastors have been saying this, people, that the word of Jehovah says this, that there will be ministers who are corrupt and mistreating his people, lying about who God is, letting them fall by the wayside, you know, hurting people God wanted to love that God means for us to love on as Christians. And they're going to fall dead down at their pulpits for being corrupt. He did this before. Mind you, Jehovah has a consistent personality. There is records of him doing things in the past. Letting people come back from the dead, you know, with the with the story of Jesus talking about the parable of Lazarus and the rich man. There's a man you can look up this movie called Back from the Dead or Life from the Dead, a Nigerian pastor, who God allowed him to go to hell and see heaven and see what was in there. And the angels told him to take notes, but when he came back, the notes were really his memory. Because many people, including the Greeks, believe that when you die. You would go to the river Styx or the journey you take to death. You forget things. And so I believe that's true for heaven. However, it says in the Bible that um, the rich man who basically wouldn't do a thing for Lazarus and enjoyed this rich life, but he was not, he said no to Jesus. He was not compassionate. Part of his torment was getting to see Lazarus, the man that he basically was not good to and didn't do a thing for and it says that Lazarus was so poor he had sores and stuff but he finally died he was probably good to go and he's in heaven and the irony of it part of his torment was getting to see that because hell is a place of torture and torment so part of your torment is you like some people according to people who've died come to um, went to hell and came back they said they saw people basically put in these spots, what they call the cubes, where they were tortured by the bad things they did. So say, for example, like they were saying like this woman, she sacrificed children where they were cooked alive to her gods. The children's souls made it to heaven because God, Jehovah Rapha, is merciful. He won't fault a child or somebody for not having the chance to say yes and not knowing better. There are people who believe there are no children in hell because... They are not accountable in understanding fully what is right and what is wrong. So this is a debatable gray area for some Christians. But bottom line, it's said that he saw in hell that this woman was supposedly, she was being tortured. And these demons manifest themselves as the babies that she killed and they were cooking her alive. So this is how demons work. They turn on you for doing the sin they very, very much tempted you to do. That's how Lucifer works. If you watch Passion of the Christ... It says that in the Bible, he entered into Judas. Judas was already a greedy person who was stealing from the money bag of Christ. It wasn't that Jehovah chose him to do this. He chose to do that himself. It said that he was angry that this woman spent money or oil on Jesus. And he was saying, oh, well, why is she spending this? He could give it to the poor. He didn't care about the poor. He cared about the money that they could have in the treasury. It was never about helping people. It was about what he could get from Jesus. And he missed it completely, sadly. And then he was so tormented didn't believe he could be um, basically forgiven by Jesus and he killed himself rather than trying to beg for his forgiveness. Now, Peter, Peter betrayed Jesus too by denying him. But guess what? He realized he could go to Christ and Christ could forgive him. And he said, call Peter too, along with the disciples. And he said, basically, he is forgiven also by name. So the difference was, was that condemnation, Satan's condemnation took out Judas. He was so tormented. But Jesus, um, but Peter, he was able to turn away. And Peter said, and he's not called the rock, even though his name means rock. Like there's the things where people, sometimes God gives people names 
and it means something that they're going to do. And that's very something what happens in the Bible. People have names and they manifest. And so that's why people say that even now, if you give someone a name that means something, people can become the characteristics or the word you said to them. Met people, churches and metaphysics and stuff like that, they will say this basically how that is absorbed into people's psyche and their being and into the supernatural realm. You can declare things that is in a line with Jehovah. You can't just make things pop up out of nowhere. He's not a genie. But if Jehovah wants something for you and he says, I am going to give you this healing, then you say, that's my healing. Sometimes Jehovah, in his mind, he thinks, okay, well, you did everything you needed to do. You don't really need to be in this world anymore and suffer. Um, you know, you did everything and now you can get to come home now. You graduated. And the thing is, it's just hard for us to deal with that because that person, they're not in suffering. And I mean, personally between us, um, an auntie who I lost to breast cancer and God allowed somebody that she was ministering to, to hear her, basically her spirit pass over, um, and transition. And she said, glory to God. Like she made it. There are people who basically in Again, Sid Roth has people who doctors who are Christians who God allowed them to see if they're interacting with spirits that are about to take their soul before they died. Because spirit, the supernatural realm can tell when a soul is about to die. Just like in Hercules, when they cut the thread, the fates, those are demons, basically. The furies, they cut the, they cut the thing, they know they're about to die and they're trying to do them in. But in the Greek lens, the only thing you could do to come into the realm of the gods was become a hero. And to an extent that is true with Christianity, you take on the world or take on the role God has set before you. And sometimes some people, they just accept him and they die. And that's God's business. And he lets them learn from the other side. So that's what happened. But so bottom line is sometimes Lucifer will try to do you in while you're not with God. But Jehovah can choose to save you. And he's been doing a lot more of that to warn people depending on if people like just didn't know or didn't believe or if people just basically said F you Jehovah I know who you are I still choose Lucifer anyways and then he's like well well fine you don't want me you don't have to have me you know what I mean it's not like he actually is like oh well he messed up oh he's forever ruined no if a man a being gave their son for you is willing to resurrect you you best believe he actually wants you so that happened now so with like Greek mythology and so many things, you see so many similar spirits align up because guess what? These different people, they would believe that they were seeing things. And this is the part where I was going to talk about. So with being still in the presence of God, there's something powerful with just being still in God's presence and trying to gauge God. You can gauge a lot of different spirits. So the thing is like with incense and certain products, they aren't necessarily inherently bad. It's how you consecrate them. And consecration is a word for what you dedicate to. So if you dedicate to, um, you dedicate something like you're using sage and you're praising to Jehovah, that sage isn't inherently evil unless it says, oh, it's from this temple, like weave being taken from temple women's hair as part of the ritual and sent to women to wear in America or like my cousin got me some incense sticks that said oh from the temple of India those were dedicated to different gods other than Jehovah so yeah no those are a no-go but if it's something that's just neutral and Jehovah can use it because it comes from his earth realm which it talks about things in this realm of earth being also in heaven too and having gold in the streets and different things so 
Jehovah can use different materials from the same different realms or different realms. So that's what happens. And so my theory is this, that we being body, spirit, and soul, and one of the only beings to be such, according to the Christian lens, just by um, getting into a certain mental state of quietness and stillness and darkness and seeking God, you can encounter something from Jehovah, a spirit. Or if you don't have the discernment of spirits, you can encounter some other type of being. And the thing of this is says Christ before he left, because he resurrected, he stayed um, on earth for I think it said another 40 days, which is an archetypal number. The Bible has numbers of different meetings with deep. It's very, very well written with patterns and symbols. And there's numerology where people think, oh, that's evil. But no, there's actually mathematically different patterns God had perfectly to mean something. Seven is called the day of completion. Seven days made, etc., etc. So the thing that you need to know is that um, when you do this, that like for second, like hypnosis, there's this Christian technique you can do to engage with old hurts and past so God can heal you. And you just get still. You say, okay, now just open your mind to Jesus and let him know that you want him to take the pain away. And then what will happen is Jesus may show you a memory that is causing the issues or the stress you're having now, some type of trauma. So I've had that before where like separation anxiety from my parents. I remember daycare where I was scared because they didn't really tell me where I was and like I didn't really know anybody and this woman held me down, restrained me incorrectly because she didn't talk me down. She was just trying to keep me from hurting myself, but then I freaked out. But then as I got to know her, she became like an auntie to me. She was an older black woman and I felt a kinship with her. You know what I mean? So, but the thing was, at that time, I didn't know. And so, sometimes Jesus will show you what he wants you to learn. It's not just so, oh, magic trick. It's like, no. Jesus is showing you that even when you were at that time, Jesus was actually with you all along. He never forgot about you. Even though you thought you were alone, he was with you there. And he's with you now. And so, you know, next time you have a situation that mirrors this, because God, what we call deja vu, God will sometimes allow certain things to happen again, or awareness just so things to line up just so we know okay maybe there's something god's trying to show you here that you want he wants you to learn and sometimes he'll let you learn a same lesson again and again until you get it right so you can move on to the next level kind of if you want to think about it like a video game and so you have to defeat a certain level and people say different level different devil you have to defeat a certain level of testing and certain things because lucifer wants to attack you However, you pressing into God, there's a scripture that says, resist the devil, lean into Jesus, and he shall flee. And so this is true. You have to practice this technique. And speaking of the gift of tongues, anyone could have that gifting. Um, what happens is that you need to ask for it. And so it's in Jehovah's timing. Sometimes, I tr- well, in my past, I try to force it, and it didn't happen. I was making it up. But then, usually, like, the Holy Ghost, he'll manifest different ways according to the scripture. It'll be heat. It'll be, you'll feel a breeze. Sometimes it'll be a stillness. There's a drunkenness. They say sometimes he manifests. I've seen it before where people, or you'll laugh uncontrollably and it'll be like this induced high that he basically created um, with the gift of God. And then like sometimes people can blow the breath of God or blow and then it gets more powerful. That does happen because sometimes God does use people's breath or things like that. Just like how juju doctors, they try to do that for Lucifer. God did, he breathed his breath of life. So I've been to churches where they spoke a prophetic word. They didn't touch me, nothing. 
the spirit of God was just in that place. And you will know it's real because nobody has to force you down and like try to lay hands on you or do any technique. You will just go down. Or me, I've noticed if my body starts to buckle, like it's been so funny. Sometimes I'm rocking and people are trying to catch me like they're ready. I'm like, God, just finish it already, already. Because so the thing of it is that sometimes you'll buckle under the weight of God. So God is always with you. But when you press into him and his presence comes, like on Jesus, like with the mountain, with um, Moses on the mount, they are too scared of the manifestations. But I presume it's probably the equivalent of what we see with the Holy Ghost and it seeming wild. They freaked out because it was like powerful and thunderous and they didn't believe that he was still for them even though he did all these things for him. And so they'd rather have their convenience than have the relationship he wanted to have with them, which was them being close again after that. And so it was a sad day. And so Jesus had to basically be the liaison which he sent then to our realm, which Jesus agreed to as part of the Trinity because it says that God said to the Holy Spirit, let us make man. He was like, oh, man, man is going to mess up some stuff. And then Jesus is like, OK, but if they mess up, which they will, I'll go in and I'll fix it. And that's what happened. And so, yeah, so every person, you can have your supernatural giftings. You don't have to do witchcraft because witchcraft can only get you so much. Witchcraft, you can only curse. You have no ability to set freedom, to speak freedom to people, to have giftings like um, to prophesy and whatnot, stuff that is life giving. With witchcraft, it often gives you um, bitterness and anger. And I've been told with wrath, it then comes back to you. Like Jehovah's not happy that people are witches. So then what you met out to people, and there's a word of God that says that. What you met out or you sow, you reap. So if you go going out giving curses to people, guess what's going to happen? A lot of bad things is going to go your way. Bad juju is going down. So you just need to know what you're doing according to Christ. And the the way you could test a spirit is because different people with God, they have different ideas of who God is, is the father and different names they give him. But the Bible talks about him having a specific nature. And so in Islam, their idea of God, like they call him Allah, that is their word for an Arabic. But also they believe we are worshiping the same God. However, what they know about him is not true. So their prophet, Muhammad, he went into a cave just letting you know, demons like to hide in caves and forests. There, there are scientists who have been in other realms or countries, rather, where they've seen people basically try to har- try to harvest spirits so they could have their power through them by letting the spirits manifest through them. Sometimes those demons will just kill you if they don't think that they could use you as a service to them. And that's how Lucifer does. He will kill you as soon as you're no use to him. He turns on you. Because he wants you to suffer with him. But guess what? You're a means to end to cause suffering to other people. And that's how he does. God, he wants you to bring good things to people. And so he will never turn on you. But if you do die and pass away, just know you're going to better. Like, is this world really that great? No, it's not. Not that you should be suicidal and longing for home. But the thing of it is, you know, as eternity happens, it comes upon us. We're going to lose the track of time. Remember how I said earlier in this podcast how... There's this legend that this man was playing these fiddles for these spirits he saw, and he was there longer than he thought. I think to some extent, spirits can mess with our sense of time, because there are people who it says, well, one, in like, um, we want to talk about Chronicles of Gonarnia, they're like basically these demons that were doing this incantation, and they summoned the white witch. So there's this bear-like creature who was saying, like, I could lay on ice and I get cold. And, like, this woman who is, like, this demon-looking thing, demonic-looking bird, 
was saying, like these demonic looking creatures, like if you've seen the first one and second one, that's an analogy for Christianity, actually. C.S. Lewis was considered a lay the- theologian. It wasn't any other thing except for that. Him and J.R. Tolkien, I think, to an extent. And so they had Christian roots. And so the thing you need to know is that, so those beings are talking about doing things that weren't human human limitations if you're talking about something not doing human limitations god he wants us to operate in how he has made us if you're talking about like some that's why i once i went to prague and i took a picture of something i didn't realize what it was these people basically had demons these 